Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. I want to talk a little bit about Patriot Mobile. Look, here is the thing. I want you to do business with people who are not uh, in the bag for the other side. We've got to start doing business, especially when it is a trade-off. You're going to get exactly the same cell service because everybody uses the same cell, cell towers. Okay, Those are owned by these big mega companies, and everybody has their own cell towers. But if you're using like Sprint or one of those other uh, carriers, you are actually giving them all the extra money that they take and invest in Planned Parenthood and everything else. Please, Patriot Mobile, support these guys. The only conservative cell phone company in America. Please go to the Blaze or go to 1-800-PATRIOT and use the promo code BLAZE or visit Patriot Mobile slash the Blaze. They'll waive your activation fee. You will get the same great service. You're going to save a buttload of money and you're helping your own cause. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Biden Thursday. Yay! Yay! What the... I'm excited that we had a vice president who was really corrupt. Yay! Yay! This this one, uh, today, we are going to uh, uh, put together the story of Joe Biden and just a couple of his uh, really frightening scandals. Paul Manafort went to jail for exactly the same kind of stuff that Joe Biden and his family have been doing tonight at 5 o'clock on the Blaze TV because everybody says it's a complex story. Not when you have a chalkboard. It's very easy to tell. I will tell you that story tonight at 5 on the Blaze TV. I want you to subscribe. But when we come back in one minute, I'm going to show you one of the scandals that didn't make the cut. And when you hear what didn't make the cut, you'll think, holy cow, this guy is more corrupt than the Clintons. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, all right. Hello, Steele. Hello. Um, I wanted to, uh, to let you know, mm-hmm. Glenn, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that I know you're a super healthy guy. Oh my God, look at me. Look at you. Look I at mean, me. I practically <laughs> live in a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what I... That's not well, no, 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 no. I live in a bucket of KFC. That's much better. That's that sounds healthy. much more healthy. That sounds much healthier. Much more healthy. Uh, yeah. If you don't change your air filters, um, uh-huh. you will actually be even less healthy than you are. Really? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of... Didn't know that. I don't know if you have... The, do you have the allergy thing? I mean, in Texas, it's so... Brutal. Do I have the allergy thing? Yeah. By the allergy thing, you mean like want to kill myself allergies? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, you I do. do. And in Texas, it is the worst. If you're ever thinking about moving someplace and you have allergies, Texas is not the place to go. Especially, I hear, if you're a Californian, then it's really bad. <laughs> Even Californians really? without allergies. Oh, you move here? It's horrible. Don't move here, Californians. Sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, but if you don't change your air filters, it's going to be worse. Uh, and no one does. Let's be honest. <laughs> Because I'm the laziest person in the world. If these things don't show up at my door, I'm going to completely forget about You're them. You're not. You're not. The, no. Don't don't cut yourself down. I am the laziest man in the world. Okay. There's a good debate to have there. And we can have it another time. <laughs> you know, when we're we we when we, the nice thing about Stu and I is we're committed 
to laziness. Yes. Okay. Some people are like, ah, I'm going to, you know, go to Home Depot tomorrow. Where Stu and I say, we're never going to Home Depot. No, we, we live the lifestyle. Yeah. You know, the, we we're do. not just like, no, you know, we walk the walk mm-hmm. of the lazy man. Yes, we do. So uh, air filters, uh, if you have filter by, you don't mm-hmm. have to be like us. Uh, they'll just deliver it right to your door and then you put them in. It's easy. Uh, and you actually do remember them, and then you don't have to deal you with know, the allergy you problem. You can say they're at the door, and maybe you can get your your children. Why else did you have children? I love these people who are like, don't have more children. It's bad for the environment. Yeah, but it's great for being lazy. Why do you have children? To do things like this. Rafe, take that filter from the front door and put it in there and throw it away. Throw the other one away. And then when he doesn't do it, and your wife is like, have you changed the filter yet, honey? Damn your son. I was trying to teach him responsibility. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what you have children for. And help raise your children and help re- yourself remain lazy with filter by filterbuy.com. Filterbuy.com. Don't know if filter by should pay for that commercial, but there you go. Lunch Bucket Joe. Today is his day. He likes to remind America as often as, po- as possible that he's just a regular guy. But beneath his carefully crafted narrative is a familiar story of old-fashioned crony capitalism. Or in this case, we should call it brony capitalism. Starting in November of 2010, when, remember, Joe Biden was the guy who was supposed to make sure that tarp and everything was super, super clean. Right. His job was to oversee to make sure that there was no graft going on or anything else. Well, in 2010, Joe Biden's younger brother, James Biden, was named executive vice president of Hillstone. Now, this is a a housing subsidiary of a company called Hill International. Hill International owns 51 percent of Hillstone. It's a group of partners, including James Biden who owned the other 49%. Now, James Biden has zero documented work history in the construction industry. Let me go over that again. How much experience does he have in construction? Zero. But six months after he joined Hillstone, the company scored a $1.5 billion construction contract from the U.S. government. To build 100,000 homes in war-torn Iraq. Again, how much construction uh, expertise does he have? Zero. How much money did he get to build homes where he has how much experience building? Zero. He received $1.5 billion. The minority partners in Hillstone would pocket $735 million of that contract. So out of the 1.5, for the guy who has how much construction experience? Lots. Zero. Zero. They pocket $735 million, which means minus the expenses for the actual construction work, James Biden and the rest of his minority partners would stand to pocket tens of millions of dollars. Analysts were puzzled. How did this brand new construction business created in 2010 get this sweet contract? 
In a meeting with investors, the president of Hillstone's parent company, David Richter, reportedly told them, quote, it really helps to have the brother of the vice president as a partner, end quote. <laughs> I bet it does. Other lucrative, uh, lucrative government deals materialized strangely for Hill International, including 2012, a $22 million contract to manage the construction of State Department offices. How much experience? Unlimited. Zero. Ah. James Biden wasn't Hillstone's only connection to vice president. Hillstone's president, Kevin Justice, grew up in Delaware, a close friend of Joe Biden's sons, Bo and Hunter. However, by the beginning of 2012, Kevin Justice claimed that James Biden and David Richter, who was president of Hill International, were trying to dilute Justice's ownership stake in the $1.5 billion Iraq project deal and control all of the money. Kevin Justice left the company in February 2012. And as you will see tonight, crony capitalism absolutely thrives under Joe Biden. You can never accuse him of not trying to take care of his own. He's an expert at keeping things in the family. This is Joe Biden's biggest political achievement. For anybody who thinks that Joe Biden is lunch bucket Joe, anybody who thinks, ah, you know, he's just kind of a crazy guy, he's really not. This is a very, very good businessman. If your business is the family business, he's a very good businessman. And tonight, we will show you, not this. This is no big deal. This is nothing. I mean, zero experience to a $1.5 billion construction bill? That's That's nothing. Tonight, I will show you, hopefully, we're not sure we have time for both. We may have to break it up into two shows. We will show you two examples of where not only is his family massively profiting, but profiting at the expense of the United States of America and profiting at the expense of the security of the United States of America. Joe Biden should be nowhere near an Oval Office. We have done uh, research to put all of this together, but the people who are really responsible for the research, you will meet over the next couple of days. They have spent years putting this together. We have phone conversations. We have documents. We have photographs. We have, uh, I believe we don't even, we, we have even the, the banking records on part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty clear, no conspiracy, but if you're looking for facts, you have to go to the blaze tv.com slash Glenn and sign up. Now you can sign up. Just watch today's show. If we don't deliver on today's show, you can cancel. But if you find this of value and you find this and say, wow, nobody is putting this together. Nobody is explaining this to America then I'd ask that you would keep your subscription. But you can just try it for free for seven days. If it's not worth it, fine. Just watch today's show. Because today's show is the beginning of showing you exactly who these people are. Actually, last night I did a show because we did the, uh, the, um, the show on the border 
earlier this week, and I showed you on the chalkboard how that leads directly to Chicago and to to communists. Media Matters is all up in arms, and they're all trying. The 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 deal is is oh, Glenn Beck says George Soros is funding. He's an anti semite. Forget the George yeah. Soros stuff. So First, boring, though. I mean, how many so, times can they say the same stupid oh my thing? Gosh, it's so boring. Ugh. Forget about George Soros. That's not the story. The story is the communists in Chicago that are actually working to do a human wave assault on the United States with these caravans. It is clear. It is clear cut. The records are there. AP is has even uh, uh, verified much of this story. They're bragging to the AP. These communists are bragging to the AP that they are doing it. So Media Matters is all upset that uh, we have exposed this. And of course, of course, you know you're over the target when you start getting flack. When you start, when they start shooting at you, you know you're real close to the target. Tonight, we take you to the next step, which is Joe Biden. Last night, and I can't do this one on radio, I'm sorry, but it is so chalkboard intensive that you really have to see it. Last night, I told you who the next president was going to be. Uh, Last night, I didn't name them. I did what I did under Barack Obama. When Barack Obama was running in 07, I said, if this guy becomes president, the guy who will follow him will be the exact opposite. Because this guy is so buttoned up. He's so on target. He is so connected to the teleprompter. He doesn't make a mistake. He's completely slick. Not a hair out of place. That the next guy, and I was really kind of describing more of a Chris Christie, would be kind of a fat guy with a gravy stain, and he'd be like, yeah, let me tell you something else. <laughs> well, that's really what we have in Donald Trump. He, we have the guy at the end of the bar on the bar stool that's just telling it like it is. I was right about who would follow. I'm telling you, if you watched last night's show, I described our next president. Now, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be 2020 either. I mean, if you remember, no, it, Obama it, took two terms. And, and I think it actually would be 2024. 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, want you to, I want you to watch this and listen carefully because the next president of the United States could be the last president of the United States as we know it. So join us this week. It's a very big week on Blaze TV. Blaze TV, just sign up now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn, and you're going to save $10. Okay, back in just a second with some of the other news that is going on. First, let me tell you about Blinds.com. They're having Black Friday savings uh, through April. Now through April 15th. Blinds.com. Their Spring Black Friday sale. What does that mean, Spring Black Friday sale? I mean, just I mean, I assume that just means you know the forty-five percent off everything. We don't have to club each other for a TV, do we? 
We do have to do that, yes. Do we? Mm-hmm. Okay. You well, will need to have a club to the head for a TV. Right. That so if you, if you want to line up at 3 o'clock in the morning for that one TV that everybody's clubbing their head, you know, clubbing each other over the head for, <laughs> you go ahead and do that. But Blinds.com just says, you know, if you want blinds, just come to us by April 14th or April 15th. You're going to get up to 45% off of everything, plus an extra 5% off with promo code BECK. Wow. Blinds.com, America's number one online choice for affordable custom window coverings. It's Blinds.com. Use the promo code BECK, 45% off of everything, plus an an additional 5% off with promo code BECK, now through April 15th. Blinds.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Mr. Beck, did you see Mnuchin um, with, um, how do you say his name? The Mnuchin, Treasury, Mnuchin mm-hmm. uh, the Treasury Secretary with uh, Maxine Waters. I know. I try to never see, see Maxine, Maxine Waters, Waters do anything. That's well, sort of you, a goal yeah. of mine in life. Yeah, well, you don't actually see Maxine Waters do anything. It's, uh, but she says a lot of stuff. She was, she was talking to uh, uh, Mnuchin, uh, and he had agreed to come to the uh to a to a hearing for the finance oversight committee and uh he's being questioned about donald trump's taxes and it goes on relentlessly on and on and on and he says at the beginning i have a 515 very important appointment uh i would appreciate it if i could be excused by five o'clock yeah 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 becomes five o'clock 505 and he's like you were just trying to hold me here to uh, i mean i came here uh, and I politely requ- requested that I be done by five. I have a very important meeting to get to. And uh, uh, and you need to dismiss me or I'm not coming back. You'll have to subpoena me. But they nobody's ever treated the secretary of Treasury this way in this committee. The Republicans never did this to the Democrats. We treated people with respect. Now, if you would like to uh, continue this, that's fine. But then you'll have to subpoena me. I will not come on my own accord ever again uh, if this is what you're going to do. And she just gets nasty. She's like, go ahead, leave. And he said, I believe you need to dismiss me and then hit the gavel. She, he knew mm-hmm. if he got up and leave, he could be held in contempt. Right. And she's like, no, no, go ahead, leave. Have your little meeting. And he said, you need to you need to dismiss me and hit the gavel thing. And she said, don't tell me how to run this committee. <laughs> she has a one gear, which is awful. It she really only is. has the awful gear in every scenario. She's awful to everyone. She's just awful. She's an awful person. And every 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 I don't know interaction. Why I like it when I hear you say that. Right. I don't. There's a way. I don't know. Does he say awful differently than other people? I mean, just say awful. it again. Awful. She, she is awful. She's an awful. That's not person. different than, than no. It's not. Else. I it's just not. like. I think I just like it when you say it <laughs> because it's just it, it's it's agonizing. You know. I mean, he's trying to he's trying to treat the Democrats as if they are up. They are normal people. You know, Maxine Waters is not a normal person. She's not. She doesn't act like a normal person. She acts like an awful person <laughs> all the time. 
and uh, I mean, I'm not surprised. So what? How did this end? What was the? Did did she ever hit the gavel? Is he still there? What's what uh, happened? No, I think he. I'm not sure. I don't know. I saw the fight, and now I don't know. Well, you know what? Give it. Give me. Uh, give me five minutes, and we'll look into it. Yeah, because I'm not sure. I know that. No, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know he's not there. Did he have to sleep? Did he bring but his he, sleeping did he, bag? Did, yeah, did he have to? Did he miss the 515? I don't know. I think she dismissed him, but I don't know. I, I can't believe I didn't even ask that question. Because it's just, it's, it's just embarrassing. Right? Like, the, these are stupid little tricks. And it just it's another example of the dumb power Congress has over people. People always say, like, oh, we have co-equal branches of government. No, no we, we don't. don't. No, we don't. Congress is the superior branch. I mean, and it, that is the design but the way that they use it is so infuriating. Uh, you know, Congress, when you want to get a president, the executive branch, you want to get them impeached, where do you go? Congress. Right. Not the Senate. Right. If Congress. You, get, you go to the House of Representatives. Yeah. House of Representatives has the most power. They have the power of the purse. Mm-hmm. They have all the power. And that is designed. You know, the more I learn about the Constitution, the older I get, the more brilliant it is. I mean, you know, I did the pendulum theory last night yeah. and I showed how you get into trouble with the pendulum swinging back and forth and how the Constitution is built for time. It's built to take you out of this panic mode. It takes time. So you can't just run and say, oh, we got to grab all the guns. You can't do what New Zealand did. And that was for a reason, because the founders knew even before social media People could form mobs and in panic, they would do crazy things. You look at the you look at the um, the way everything is structured. For instance, every two years, you got to vote for a congressman every two years. Why? Why every two years? That seems like a pain in the ass because they're the fastest one that you can throw out of office. That's the one you can throw out of office if they're bad quickly. Well, why that branch? Because that branch is the one with the power of the purse. So in other words, they start spending money on stuff that you don't like. You have every two years the opportunity to throw them out. It's brilliant. The, the Constitution is absolutely brilliant. We should give it a whirl sometime. <laughs> ah, come, come on. on. I just see. Let's try it. Let's try the Maxine Waters awful approach <laughs> instead. Because she's... She's... Awful. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it's that it's such a simple word that just works for her. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So Heather in Louisiana says, uh, Glenn, I want you to know I love Relief Factor. I know the difference when I don't use it. I've been a loyal customer for the last two years, and I tell everybody... Uh, I meet about it that is in pain. I shared some of my packets with a fellow police officer. Oh, my gosh. Look at the corruption there. Sharing medication with a police officer. We need some sort of government oversight. Either that or it's completely natural. You don't need a prescription. It's not a controlled substance. It's not pain relief like everybody's getting hooked on. She said, uh, we love to work out and we always talk about ways to stay pain free. Thank you for the wonderful product. It's relief factor and it does really relieve pain. And she's right. You will know, as Heather said, I know the difference when I don't use it. You will take it three times a day. 
do the quick start three times a day for uh, three weeks, you're going to find yourself with a lot less pain. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com and get your life back. By the way, Steve Mnuchin eventually advised by staff he was not obligated to stay. She ended the hearing at 5.30. He withdrew his offer to return before the committee in May. Welcome to Thursday. So glad that you are here. You do not want to miss tonight's show. Joe Biden, unmasked. I really don't. I really don't want to miss it. Uh, you can uh, join us at the Blaze, uh, com slash Glenn. Uh, use the promo code Glenn and uh, save uh, 10%. Today is a big, big chalkboard show. I can't wait to In see fact, that. In fact, I think it's a record. You know how we have the little magnets? We have 56 <laughs> magnets. Whoa. And I was told, and that's only for half of it. I don't know if I can do the whole wow. thing tonight. Uh, it's only for half of it. And they said, I think this is a record. And I said, I'm not sure. 56 is pretty high. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, so that's coming up tonight, 5 o'clock, only on the Blaze TV. Subscribe now. Um, Pat Gray is with us from Pat Gray Unleashed. Yes, it's true. Uh, I have <clears throat> a story here of a man who, uh, I can't believe he's been wandering the face of the earth as long as he has, and oh, nothing's boy. been done with him before. Oh, boy. Well, uh, let's wreck his life. Let's do. Let's, yeah, destroy, let's destroy it's him time. today. He's 53 now, and he, yeah. he should have known better a let's long time ago. Let's destroy his life and then not look back. Not even okay. think about him <laughs> yes. tomorrow. That's what I hope to accomplish yeah. okay, here. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was kicked out of his, uh, out of his apartment for not mm. paying the rent. Oh, so he left, and he took his belongings except his fish. His left fish. his fish behind. Okay. And his fish was discovered by the authorities. Uh, three days later, mm. in squalid conditions. Oh, yeah. oh my. It, it was in dirty water. Oh, boy. Uh, and it was in... Was it alive? It was alive. It, it, was had, alive. it had survived because a couple of cockroaches fell into the tank and drowned, and it ate them. What kind of fish is this? <laughs> it's an Oscar fish. It's an Oscar fish? It's an Oscar fish. Wow. So it's about six inches long, and it ate cockroaches to stay alive. However, the dirty conditions, the squalid conditions of the water caused mm-hmm. its head to develop holes. Some holes, fifteen oh. holes in its head. It's oh sad. Oh my gosh, that is yeah. sad. So when it was found, uh, people were pissed because mm-hmm. the fish was sick. The fish was sick, and the guy had left it there to get sick. Right, and so they arrested him. They pardon me. They arrested him for cruelty to animals, and uh, put him in jail. It's an Oscar fish. It's an Oscar fish. Yeah. He left behind an Oscar fish. <laughs> right. So they put him in so jail. How many, let me just ask: uh-huh. How many people? Not me, of course. How many people have had children who have had a goldfish or an Oscar fish or whatever, and you've gone on vacation and you forgot about the fish? <laughs> and then you've called somebody and said, right. can you please get a new fish before we come home? You know that's happened thousands of times. Only because white people. Right. That's, yes. White people. And they're privileged. That's what the fish mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. That's how white fish will do you. <laughs> or white people will do you. <laughs> <laughs> so he was put in jail and he made bond $4,000 bond $4,000 bond because of cruelty to a fish okay <clears throat> because he so, left it to die he left it terrible to die. news for these people yeah fish uh they get we kill a lot of them a lot of a them. lot of them this a is uh, this is going to be terribly shocking news yeah. to yes. uh <laughs> 
But, I love that. It's just like, oh, well, the, because this was a pet fish, it's different than all the other fish. <laughs> There's restaurants that say fish on the front. And what about the department at every right. grocery store what about, that's titled right. fish? What about when you're putting a fish in a bag and you're throwing it in the car? That's got to be very upsetting to the fish. Right. Or, or when you're fishing and you're taking your, I mean, like, like this is a uh, why why because it's in a fishbowl right yes because it's in exactly a fishbowl right. that's right this is different that is fascinating it's amazing and here's here's the quote from one of the authorities in this county what county what what crazy this is uh, Hanover New Hanover County in North Carolina North Carolina it's not North Massachusetts Ca- it's not California oh it's can North I tell you something Carolina. can I tell you something can I tell you something mm-hmm. Andy Griffith <clears throat> he would never never. Never put Mayberry in your state at this point. <laughs> how many? How many? How many fish did little well, Richie Cunningham before Opie. he was Richie Opie? Opie. How many fish died with little Opie? I bet a lot. A lot. Well, they went. I mean, that whistling thing they did at the beginning of the show. They're they had fishing poles. So the the authority uh, Jerry Brewer said, look. This is a life just like any dog or cat. If you harm or neglect an animal in New Hanover County, we're coming for you. <laughs> a, oh, my gosh. A direct. Oh, my gosh. Quote from the authorities. <laughs> a fish. I just, it's a fish. Okay. On the other fish. hand, on the other hand, a baby, a human baby born alive from a failed abortion. You're going to leave it on the on the kit, on the counter there to die. And you're not going to treat oh, that. No, baby. no, 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 no. Do not hey, compare York. this. Do not compare this. Are we talking well, about I don't think he is comparing it, to be um, clear. No. I, I'm pretty sure he's saying there is a difference. Yes, there yes. is a difference. Thank you very yeah. much. There is a there huge is a difference. difference. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know what that difference is? Tell me. Okay. Uh, well, one's the a baby. human and one's a fish. No. No, okay. The baby wasn't put into a bowl. Okay, now let, hear me out. The baby was not put in a bowl. So it's not When a you're going fishing, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. you take fish, you get them at a hook, and you bring them into the boat, and if you have to, you know, you bang their heads, so they're like, oh, okay, that hurt. Uh, and so they can't flop out. Mm-hmm. You throw them into, a, you know, an ice chest, and they die gasping for air. Because <gasps> you know why? Mm-hmm. Because you didn't want the fish. You want to eat the fish. You didn't want to keep it in a bowl. Same thing with moms. Moms are trying to kill them. They're going in the abortion. They got the hook. They're going in there. They're kind of, and the baby lives. So it flops around on the bottom of the boat for a while. <laughs> really? I, I mean, that's that is hard. the same. It that's is hard. harsh. Mm. It's but really isn't it the harsh, same? But it, yes. The way we're treating it? As long as this person put the fish in a bowl, he wanted that fish. He he took it out of its natural habitat mm-hmm. at a fish store or wherever those Oscar fish were yeah. naturally found. He wanted that as a pet. So he's now got to take care of it. But if you're a fisher and you're out fishing and you're going out and you're 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 going to eat them, you don't want the fish to live. You don't want it as a pet. It can flop around in your boat all day and just and gasp for air, and nobody says anything because that fish is meaningless. That fish is food. Same thing with mom. If she wants to save the baby, if she wants it, well, then that, that doctor is committing a, an act of cruelty mm-hmm. by letting that baby 
flop around and not get any assistance. But as long as mom says, I don't want to keep the baby, it's not a oh pet. Gosh. It's true. How many how many uh, you know prom queens do we need to uh, does the Democratic Party need to apologize to? Like, I mean, if a if a you know some prom queen on prom night decides it's it's baby time and has this baby and she throws it in a dumpster, remember the dumpster baby controversy? Yeah. I mean, why what is why the is what's the difference? Why? Because she didn't go to a doctor to get it done? Can I, mean, I show you how prevalent your your analogy is? How right it is? Did you, have you guys seen the, the video from the uh, uh, Boston College's Pro-Life Club? Oh. Have you seen that? I saw a clip of this. This is amazing. It's Do we have that? Incredible. Yeah. We're, um, watch this. This is, uh, first of all, the president of the, pro, the Students for Life of America president, uh, Kristen Hawkins, is asking some questions and, of this student that's in the audience. And first she starts out by asking about, well, okay, should we take care of babies that come here illegally? And the answer, of course, is yes. And uh, watch the questions and answers that follow. So, so she comes across the border and she has a baby in her arms that's dying, right? Should we pay for for that child's health care? Yes. If a child is born alive during an abortion procedure, because sometimes the abortionist misses the heart when they're administering the digoxin, should the abortionist have to provide health care to that child? Why? Because they're performing an abortion. So before that, they've already determined that mm -hmm. it's not a baby. I know you're telling me that wow. science has determined one thing, but... Wow. You just said they determined science. it's not a baby. How can an abortionist determine... How can an abortionist not determine it's not a baby? Excuse me, I'm dialoguing with her. How can an abortionist determine it's not a baby? How, why is it not a baby? Is what I want you to tell me. Is why do you think it's not a baby? What's a, it hasn't been born yet. <laughs> but if it has been born, so if this baby comes out of utero and the digoxin hasn't been successful in inducing cardiac arrest, and this baby is alive. Well, first of all, I think that's a really rare occasion. <laughs> um, I think it's a really rare occasion. So I don't think it's all abortions, but... I it is rare, but it does happen because a group of abortion survivors were just at the White House. So it does happen. So do you think it's a baby? No. Is that amazing? That's it's not a baby. Incredible. Because the mother didn't want it, just as you were just explaining. It's if not you're a going baby. fishing, you're going fishing either for sport and taking the hook out and throwing it back in, which you could mm -hmm. make the case. That's kind of cruel. I don't, but some people could make that case. If you're going fishing and you're fishing for food, your intent is to kill that fish. So it doesn't matter if it flops around and struggles for air in the bottom of the boat. It doesn't matter if you take a hammer and crush its head. It doesn't matter what you do to it. But if you go and you say, I want a fish for a pet and you put it in a bowl. Different. It's different. <laughs> I You're, mean, it's exactly we all right. recognize that's completely insane, right? Completely insane. Okay. Completely, completely insane, insane, but completely true. Yes. It's the mindset now mm -hmm. of I, this death cult that has developed. Can't we all at least come together and say we should not abort babies with gills? If a baby is born with gills and you can put it into a bowl and uh -huh. we can just feed it cockroaches... We should not be able to abort it. That's the ones that look. We're not asking for more than that. If we could just get that, I don't even think they'd give us that. 
I don't. <laughs> no, they would not. No, not, that, not if there's any humanity to the baby. No. no, no. Now, if it's an animal, yes. By the way, you might be able to get away with that. Pat, my favorite part of that clip, I think, is she's in, so the student is sitting here talking to you know the pro-life woman, and and she's obviously in the middle of endorsing infanticide. Mm-hmm. And right. she starts to get emotional, and a, another girl comes up from behind her and like gives her a, a consoling hug. Like she needs like moral support in the middle of her. Yeah, I think we should kill lots of kids that that get born and are alive mm-hmm. and are out because they survive an abortion. They should just be killed. She gets the moral support from another student. Like, Actually, amazing. I hate That's to break a, it to you, it's not another student. That was Joe Biden in a wig that came oh. behind her. <laughs> He's just little, very tactile. He's got a very handsy student, I noticed. And, okay, it was tactile. All right. <laughs> Pack Ray Unleashed. Uh, get the podcast on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. Our, uh, our uh, sponsor this half hour is uh, Norton. I want to talk to you a little bit about Norton being the cybersecurity expert for how many years? They have been uh, on the scene way before everybody else, keeping your data secure. This time, they have launched their own VPN technology. It's a virtual private network. It's the next big thing in privacy, and you need to get this protection for you and your family. When you're connected to a public Wi-Fi anywhere you go, even if it's password protected, you are basically exposing private information that could be used by cyber criminals. That's why you need Norton Secure VPN. It's easy to use. It encrypts all of your connections, even on public Wi-Fi. So the information that you send and receive is safe from cyber criminals who want to steal your information. Not all VPNs offer a truly private, private network. Uh, Norton Secure VPN doesn't log your online activity and app usage. So it is truly a private network. No one is hacking in and no one is beyond the encryption it's norton security norton secure vpn enjoy the convenience of the connected world without the worries about online privacy or security head to norton.com slash vpn that's norton.com slash vpn protection starts at 333 a month norton.com slash vpn Bill O'Reilly's coming up in uh, just a second. If you were listening yesterday, I talked to I talked to an author, uh, Blake Harris, uh, about his book, The History, The History of the Future. Um, and um, uh, I, I, we talked about it. And this book was thirty three thousand, what, three hundred and thirty six on the bestseller list yesterday. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. This is a guy who has exposed Facebook. Exposed Mark Zuckerberg, exposed what really happened to Palmer Lucky, the guy who invented uh, Oculus, showed how corrupt this system is. He was a fan of Mark Zuckerberg. He believed in Mark Zuckerberg. He believed in Facebook and Oculus. And uh, he and he's a liberal and he had unprecedented access. And as he's writing this book just about technology, he starts to see this political machine crush Palmer Lucky because he came comes out and says that he is for Trump. Now that's not what was published because Mark Zuckerberg changed his uh, release to the press and said, "I have not for Trump. I never have been for Trump. I'm voting for Gary Johnson." Well, Blake sees this and he's like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! What is happening?" 
So he kind of goes in without tipping his hand and he starts getting all kinds of all of the emails and everything else. He gets a few of the Facebook executives who don't like what's happening. Uh, talk to him off the record. He writes this book. Now he, he wrote the last book he wrote was a huge bestseller. It's going to be made by Seth Rogen into a, a either a TV series or a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he was called the writer of the year. Uh, now this is his second book and no one will talk to him. And it's because he says everybody that he knows, all the people on the left are all saying, you're a sellout. You just support, you know, MAGA hat wearing people. Uh, and he's like, no, guys, I'm telling you the truth. This is what's going on. And they actually are telling him we're not interested in that kind of injustice. That's not the injustice we care about. <laughs> These are not the injustices you're looking for. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So yesterday we talked about it and I and I asked you and I ask you again today. Uh, and I ask anyone in talk radio or any blogger to do an interview with him. This is the most fascinating story. Because it's a great American story that ends with social justice warriors killing the American story. It's true. This guy is getting no help. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't have a tribe because he's a liberal. But he's telling the truth. Reward him and buy this book, The History of the Future. Please download this book or buy this book right now. The History of the Future by Blake Harris. By the way... It went from 33,000 before our show yesterday to number six. I want to talk to you a little bit about American financing. Bill O'Reilly is coming up in a second. Um, American financing is this um, family-owned and operated company that I've done business with for a very long time. They're the only mortgage company in the country that I endorse. And that is for a reason. And uh, it's because they are not working for the banks. They do not take commission from the banks. So everybody that works there is working for you, trying to find the right the right loan. They're not beholden to trying to push this or that. They don't have those meetings in the morning. Okay, we've got to get this loan for this, this uh, quota so we can get... You don't do that. American Financing is working for you. They will find the right loan for your refi, for a consolidation loan, or for a brand new mortgage. AmericanFinancing.net. I like these guys. I trust these guys. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Bill O'Reilly. Usually on Friday, today he joins us. We'll spend an hour with Bill going over the headlines of the week and oh, what the headlines they are. We go with Bill and Bernie Sanders in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you a little bit about Simply Safe. Shows uh, crime data is just is is crazy. 88% of all burglaries are residential. 77% of all crimes are property crimes. Three out of four homes in the U.S. are going to be broken into the next 20 years. Renters are more vulnerable to property crime than homeowners. And police usually only solve about 13% of them. So why is all of this happening? Well, because people don't have a security alarm. It shows The data also shows that if you have a security alarm in your house or your apartment, uh, the chance of you being robbed go way down way down because i think it's 
60 or 80 percent of the burglars they see that and they move on to the next the, the next house wouldn't you i mean it's yes i mean, I mean why hassle with it I mean, you have to be good at your job. If you're a burglar, you got to do a cost-benefit analysis. Yeah, and, and there's, there's, and there's no reason to go after a, a house that's got an alarm system. Right, especially since only about 20% is crazy. Eight, I think it's 18% of houses actually have alarm systems, which, which is nuts. an incredibly low number to me. Right. I, I, I was shocked by that. So you go into you know a cul-de-sac with 10 houses, you know, two of them have an alarm system. That's it. Just move on to the other eight houses. That's why Simply Safe is here. You, maybe you don't have an alarm system because you live in an apartment and you can't wire it. Or you, uh, are renting. you're renting mm-hmm. and you can't wire it. Or how about you, know, you, uh, you don't like the contracts and the $55 a month? Maybe you just believe that we should have open borders, not only with Mexico, but also at your home. And you just want people to be able to come in and out probably, whenever, they, whenever they wish. And maybe, that, maybe that's it. No, probably not that one. But simplysafebeck.com can solve all these problems. There's no contract. It's very affordable. It's $14.99 a month. If you want the 24-7 protection, you don't have to have it. But it'll call police or fire or whatever. Uh, and, it, and you can cancel at any time because there's no contract. It's simplysafebeck.com. Go there now. Get the system. Simplysafebeck.com. Beck.com. No wires, no contracts, no strings attached. It's simplysafebeck.com. We're going to go to uh, uh, AG Bar here in just a second and what, what happened on Capitol Hill. Uh, but I want to really start with uh, uh, Bernie's taxing behavior. It's the latest op-ed from Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Hi, Bill. How are you? I'm um, uh, okay, Beck. Thanks for having me back. Okay. I appreciate it. Are you ever good? You know, that's a high bar. <laughs> I always strive to be good. Right. But, but uh, when somebody uh, asks you... Angst, you know, i got to deal with a lot of things. Right. At any point in your life when somebody said, how you doing? You went, Good. Did that? Did that I'm ever? Like, I'm like Yoda. I, I sit there. I have to deal with all of the problems and try to sort them all out for everybody. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a heavy burden. Go out, get yourself an orange Julius. Those always remind me of my childhood, and they always make you feel better. So <laughs> orange Julius. <laughs> all right, talk to me about Bernie Sanders. All right. So the column is entitled uh, "Bernie's Taxing Situation," and because he's going to put out his taxes on Monday, but we already know that Bernie Sanders, the senator from Vermont, the socialist, is a millionaire twice over. All right? So he's got assets of about more than $2 million, according to himself. Okay, now you're not... So he's got three you, homes. You're not against millionaires, no, clearly. Hey, I'm a capitalist. Right. I, I applaud Bernie. Correct. But, but Bernie's vision for the country is dangerous, so I must put Bernie's rhetoric in perspective with his actions, which is why I'm never good. Mm-hmm. Because I always have to think about these things. Right. right. All right? Okay. All right. So, Bernie's got three houses, all right? He's got a little condo in D.C., got a big lake house in Lake Champlain. Samuel D. would be very impressed with that spread. It's like, and then it's he's like got three quarters of a million Vermont. dollars. We don't really know where that is. Okay. Okay? All right. Then... He's, he's a millionaire because he sells books. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I don't know why Bernie's not giving those books away. Because there's a lot of people that don't, they can't spend $30 on a book. 
may want to kind of get a little book subsidy from Bernie, but no. Mm-hmm. But the big thing that I, uh, l- I learned about Bernie Sanders is that in the last two years, he spent 340000 on private jets. So now I sent my column to uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in the hopes that somebody would read it to her. <laughs> and I want to know about the Green New Deal and Bernie, because I think Bernie's Green New Deal is in his wallet. So can I ask you a question? Bernie yeah, Sanders has been... Show, you absolutely have that right. So Bernie Sanders, <laughs> Bernie Sanders has been in politics since 18... When did he start? 12. When did he, honestly, when did he get into politics? Do you know? Well, let yeah, me ask you this Bernie question. He was a hippie in Brooklyn right. and decided he didn't really want to work for a living. And this is true. Mm-hmm. And, and moved up to Vermont, uh, where far more cows than people, mm-hmm. and started to run for office. And he lost. He lost. I mean, he couldn't win. But then finally, he became mayor of Burlington, Vermont, the largest city in the state. And then from there, became a congressman. There's only one congressman in Vermont because they don't have any people. Two senators, one congressman. All right. And then then he's been on the government dole uh, more than 20 years, I believe. I think it might be approaching 30. So, so he's a career politician. So where did he make the millions of dollars? Now, I know he said. The books. Uh-huh. The books. Uh-huh. So he, he, now, I believe that with you, Bill. <laughs> well, well, no, no, Beck. No, you don't. No, uh, let me. And this is actually an excellent question that I'm glad you asked permission to ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> an well, excellent question. I know who's so running the show here. Here's how Bernie amassed two million. Okay. Number one, his campaign contributions take care of every single expense the man has. He wants M&Ms, campaign expense. All right? I need energy to give my speech. Every expense is paid for by the donors to his campaign. Now, this is the second time he's run for president, and he's raised, I think, in excess of close to $100 million. Okay. So no expenses. Then he puts out books that his people, and there are Bernie people, Mm -hmm. apparently buy. But even if they didn't, he gets an advance on the book which means that the publishing company pays him a significant amount of money. You add that to never paying for anything, and you can, you can uh, save a lot of money. And has he done well in investments? Because a lot of, lot of people... Invests. Really? I, I, don't, I can't say... I, I mean, look, I don't have access to his portfolio. I don't have access to his tax returns. I'm happy he's given them out on Monday. We'd take a look. What I do know is, a few years ago, Bernie donated $8,000 to charity, 8000 Now, that'll get you on a private jet from Vermont to New Hampshire. All right? <laughs> no, that'll That's allow it. you to land on the yeah. tarmac. Mm-hmm. So is Bernie anguishing over the poor at eight grand? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Now, I know, Beck, you give a lot of money to charity. I certainly do. I have a foundation. Okay. I don't think Bernie's doing that. He got his little kayak. He's got a little canoe up there on Lake Champlain. You know, uh, at least he wasn't. Maybe, maybe he is now. We'll see. Let's go to let's go to taxes first before I go to uh, the attorney general. Uh, yesterday, there was quite 
quite a showdown on Capitol Hill with Maxine Waters uh, and and Donald Trump's tax returns. Now, you just said you're happy that Bernie Sanders is turning over his taxes, his tax returns on Monday. Uh, Should Donald Trump turn in his tax returns? Theoretically, yes. But if I were Trump, I would not. And here's why. As you know, I'm uh, writing The United States of Trump, okay? Mm-hmm. A history book on Donald, his family, how he got where he is, how he, there are only two people on earth that could have become president with his background, him and Oprah Winfrey. That's it. Two people on a planet. So the reason that Trump doesn't give out his tax returns is because they are very complicated. And they take into account depreciation on his real estate empire mm-hmm. and all kinds of things that you can just twist and turn mm-hmm. and make it look like the guy's a criminal. So it's a very complicated deal. He runs a very sophisticated real estate empire. He knows he puts out his tax return. This is going to be the main story for three months straight. It's like Romney. Same thing's going to happen. So that's why he doesn't do it. And if I were him, I wouldn't do it either. So I will tell you this. For his tax returns to examine it um, in an objective way or to explain it, they're looking at it to hurt him. Right. So that's why he doesn't do I, it. I will tell you that uh, during the campaign, I thought he should have released them. Um, and I thought he was not releasing them because uh, he, I don't think he has the kind of money. His, 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 his money is all borrowed money. It's all, you know, he's... He's very good at using other people's money to build things, and then he puts his name on things. And so his image is that he's, you know, a multi-multi-billionaire. Um, he's very, very wealthy and may be a billionaire, but I don't think he's as rich as everybody thinks he does. And I think that's part of his mystique that he wouldn't want to uh, let out. And I just wanted to see the tax returns because I thought people should know what he's what he's doing. This at this point, however, and I don't think this is a flip flop because I, like you, think he should uh, release them. But if I were him, I would not only right. because there's no there. Congress, Maxine Waters is going to give me a fair shake. It is I'm only feeding the beast. Right. And Maxine's had her own problems with her husband who's a big bank guy and does the same kind of thing. Um, that Trump does. Look, every American, I think I can generalize, will take the deductions that are allowed them. Yes. Trump has never gotten in trouble with the IRS. Um, They always audit him because he does have all his crazy stuff and takes advantage of every loophole he can take advantage of. So that's the story. But the thing you you and Stu need to know about Donald Trump, and this is why you're going to love my book, is because Donald Trump's whole life is a transaction. And that is where you start if you want to understand the president of the United States and how he governs. Mm -hmm. All right? Mm -hmm. Everything is a transaction. Mm -hmm. So the transaction here is, should I put out my tax return? And then the question Trump asks is, what will I get in return? And the answer is, nothing. I'm not going to get goodwill. No, I think you get misery. I'm not going to get a fair shake. It's all going to be used against me. So that's a stupid transaction, and I'm not going to do it. Yes. And that's way he thinks. Okay, I want to go to the Attorney General and what he said yesterday. See if you can break this down for us. Then I want to talk to you a little bit about Joe Biden and something that we did uh, this week on the border. 
and somebody that you need to meet, Bill, coming up in just a second. First, let me tell you about Delta Defense. If you are a gun lover, they would like to uh, give you a new gun. Now, who are they? They're the United States Concealed Carry Association. They they uh, are people that are training and protecting responsible gun owners just like you, and they really would like you to become a member and to introduce themselves to you. They've just got a little quiz, and you can uh, uh, you can text to find the answer. And when you text. It's their way of, you know, getting in touch with you. And so you're going to be able to find out about the USCCA, which I really believe is a really good deal and everyone should be a member of. But anyway, uh, this this is the uh, question that they have. They're they're giving 19 guns away. The gun is the uh, most popular double action pistols in the world today. It is the gun of choice for law enforcement, usually uh, civilians and our military, and it is an ideal concealed carry gun. What is that gun? The explosive arrows Rambo used in Rambo 2. I think you're going to be surprised, Stu. Uh, Just text BECK, B-E-C-K, to 87222 right now. It'll reveal the identity of the gun, BECK, 87222. Uh, and it will lock you into the 19 free chances to win this gun. So do it now. Back to 87222. 10 seconds, station ID. Bill, um, let's talk about the attorney general's appearance yesterday, um, because there are two stories out there. One was that the attorney general said, I believe that there there was a targeting and spying on uh, Donald Trump uh, and I'm looking into it. The other story is that's not what he said. What he said was he look into it. And I, I don't know if we should even trust him anyway. What happened yesterday? All right. Here's what happened. Um, The attorney general signaled to the country in a very subtle way. He's an interesting guy, if you listen to him, that he knows that the FBI spied on the Trump campaign. He knows that happened. All right. And it's true. It did happen. Now, he used the word. Wait, 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 uh, wait, 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 wait. How do you know that? Is that just because they they got FISA warrants? they being the FBI, to put a wire on a man named Carter Page, Mm -hmm. who was working with the Trump campaign. Mm -hmm. And they did. Now, that's a spy. They're spying on Carter Page because he's a member of the Trump campaign. Okay. Got it? Okay. Now, then Barr said, but I don't know whether the spying was illegal. He used a different word than illegal. And that's what we're looking into. But if you follow what happened in the FISA warrant, and that is the FBI went into a judge and said, Judge, we need to spy on Carter Page. Please give us a warrant to do so. And the judge said, Why? Why do you need to spy on poor Carter? And they said, Well, because we have this dossier that we have obtained that says uh, the Trump campaign and the candidate himself is compromised by Russia and did a lot of bad things in Russia, and they are blackmailing him. And the judge went, wow, okay, here's your warrant to spy on Carter Page. And we now know that dossier was phony, and it was paid for by the Clinton campaign. So 
bringing a judge fraudulent reasons, and the FBI knew that the dossier wasn't true, to get a warrant is a class A felony. That is very important. Now, Barr knows all this is true, but he's not going to convict Comey, McCabe, and the other FBI people on television. He's not going to do that. He's going to say, well, I'm going to look into this. It's already being looked into by the Inspector General of the uh, Justice Department, Michael Horowitz, and another U.S. attorney named Huber out of Utah. So now we have three looking into it. Now, this is interesting. On CNN last night, I Clapper, one of the main drivers of spying on Donald Trump, said, oh, we weren't really spying on Trump. We were spying on the Russians, but we had to use Trump people to get the information on the Russians. Did you see that? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, that's the defense. Right, but it doesn't... That Comey and McCabe and Clapper and all of them are going to use. No, no, no. We weren't spying on the Trump campaign. We had to get information about Putin. Then why would you, the why would you that use... The only way we could do that was to, to wire... Um, and to surveil Carter Page. That doesn't make sense. Why, why, if you, if you believe that Trump was innocent and a good American and everybody was, it was open, why wouldn't you just say to them, hey, by the way, we need to tap this because we're concerned about yeah, this. We why, wouldn't you, sting. why wouldn't we you? Why wouldn't you? want to do his thing. Exactly right. And why wouldn't so you? You should be, you should be the def- the prosecuting attorney in this case, Beck. And why wouldn't... Because then you could demolish their argument in two seconds, go, no, 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 that's not how you do it. Right. You don't violate an American's rights and a political campaign's rights. You don't do that to try to get criminal activity in, on another person. You do a sting. And doesn't you enlist it, their cooperation. And doesn't it show intent uh, on the FBI in a negative way if they are doing this and not alerting Donald Trump? I mean, th- this. Well, you can make that argument. They're going to counter and say, "Oh no, no, we didn't have any animus. We were just doing it this way because it was easier." But here, here's the end game. So Barr knows what happened, and he's an attorney general. No, like S- Jeff Sessions, the attorney general from the beginning of the trial, he had no blanking clue about what was going on. Barr, he knows. Now Barr, he's got to make a decision. Do you disrupt the federal government of the United States? All right. Do you tear it apart because they did this? Because, you know, Loretta Lynch, the other attorney general under Obama, when this was all going on, they're going to haul her right in. And that leads to who? Barack Obama. No, no. Barack Obama. Mm. Clinton's divorced from this. Clinton campaign, they sleazed out by getting this phony dossier. All right. But they didn't have you don't think they had. And maybe they did. But Obama had to know about the surveillance. Had to. Now, did he know it was illegal? I don't know that. uh, Bill. But once you start to domino down, once you put handcuffs on Comey and McCabe and Strzok and Page, and or five FBI high-ranking people, they're going to start to talk. uh, Oh, I was ordered to do it. Oh, I told Loretta Lynch she signed off on it. And then Loretta Lynch pulls it over. No, President Obama told me to do it. That's what happened in Watergate. That's exactly what happened in Watergate. That'd be interesting to watch. So Barr's got to decide, do you want to blow the government up or not? And I don't know what that decision is going to be, because these guys really don't want to blow up their country, and this would. 
All right, back in just a second with more from Bill O'Reilly. BillOReilly.com, by the way, he also has a new book that is coming out, The United States of Trump, How the President Really Sees America. It goes on sale uh, in September. It comes out in September, but you can order it, pre-order right now with Amazon.com. Back in a minute. You're listening to Glenn Beck. How'd you get your last uh, real estate agent? Was it the real estate agent that sold you the house? Was it a friend, a neighbor, somebody who, you know, is in the family, somebody you owe a favor to? What, 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 how did you find them? Did you see their name on a bus board or a movie theater? Or how, how did that work? Did you interview real estate agents and say, what is your system to sell my house? How do you stack up to other real estate agents in this area? Because there are, there are real estate agents who, in every market, that will bill as much and, and sell as much as every other real estate agent in the area combined. It is phenomenal the difference between a good real estate agent and, a, and one who does it part-time or is just kind of an iffy guy. Realestateagentsitrust.com. We have found those great real estate agents in your area, and we have put them to the test to make sure they're fans of the show, they have your sensibilities, they're honest, they have integrity, and they're the best in your area. Let us connect you. So if you want to buy or sell your home and you want to do it right now, realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Join blazetv.com slash Glenn. Tonight is our big special on Joe Biden, the expose. He's not going to want you to see. But use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. I urge you to uh, join and, uh, and follow Bill and uh, watch the product that he puts out. It is an important voice uh, for America. Uh, he also has a brand new book that is coming out in September, uh, and it is all about the United States of Trump and what Trump really thinks about America. It's always worth a read with Bill O'Reilly. And, uh, Bill, I want to I change the subject, and I want to go to the border here. Uh, Bill, Bill O'Reilly, a lead commentator and, and, and author of, uh, no, I mean, the guy who knows Trump better than anybody. The border situation is interesting to me because when Jeff Sessions is there, they put in this family separation policy, which was really just kind of a change in enforcement. And at that time, they're complaining about a crisis, about 8,000 families crossing the border every month. They put this policy in and it basically works as a deterrent. They hold it at about 8,000. Eventually, the media pressure comes along and they reverse that policy and it has escalated ever since until this last month where 53,000 families come across the border. The, the, the problem is seven times as bad. Trump is taking action. He's blowing everybody out in the department. So one, what is he doing with the department? And two, was, he, was it a mistake to change that policy under the media pressure initially? Um, the policy goes back all the way to the Bill Clinton presidency. Mm-hmm that if you are a migrant family and you come into the United States illegally, the children are uh, then taken into protective custody mm-hmm. by immigration officials while their parents are adjudicated. Mm-hmm. And that that'd be going on for, what, 40 years? Mm-hmm. Maybe more. So in the Obama administration, obviously, we have pictures of that. Yep. And we saw them. So the Trump people come in, they just carry on the same policy. They probably didn't even know that it was going to come become a controversial issue when it did, Trump changed it. Okay. So now you have a uh, siege at the border where 200,000 
human beings plus every month are trying to get in here to apply for asylum. Um, it's a con. Everybody knows it's a con. Beck appeared on Hannity and rightly said that the origins of this come from George Soros-funded groups that are based in Chicago. You may remember Bill O'Reilly dot com broke that story hmm. about a year ago i remember talking to you guys about it yeah we, we talked um, about it we talked about it too what we we talked about this uh the uh the uh what is it casa de and where i can't remember what it's called but people without borders um, yes. we that, talked about that the people without borders are in are in honduras but the american um, head so-called uh, charities that funnel money to them yeah. are in Chicago Correct. with a head base in D.C. Correct. And those names are listed on BillOReilly.com. I don't have them on top of my head. Yes. But anyway, all they did was basically get the word out on social media. If you put one foot in the United States, you can apply for solemn and they'll let you go. And you can be in the country for three, four years. Mm-hmm. You can work, send money back to mom and dad in uh, Tegucigalpa. That's how it started. Now it's out of control. So what I would do if I were President Trump is suspend all asylum applications for 90 days at least. Mm-hmm. And say so we have to get this under control. We don't have enough facilities down there. We don't have enough judges. And we're going to not take any asylum a- applications by order of the president. He can do that. Now, immediately, the liberal judges in California would try to block it in the courts. But you have to go through that. But this is a big reelection issue now for President Trump. He's going to run on the economy. He's going to run on the border and illegal immigration. So he should do that and fight that fight that way. Can we can we fight this battle, uh, Bill, without without actually going to the root of the problem? And the root of the problem is this is not a naturally occurring uh, issue. This is being well orchestrated and well planned. Pardon me? It's like drug dealing. It's the same thing. It's run by the same people. Right. And you can't. Cartels. Mm, No, they're. I charge the family five, six thousand. They school the family on what to do. They get them to the border. And then uh, kids take over and they walk across the uh, Rio Grande or they climb a fence or they do something. It's a very contrived, organized criminal activity. I see this. I see this differently. I see that as uh, the system uh, and the uh, the free market, if you will, you know, sensing a need. And here comes the corrupt people to make that all your dreams come true. That's the invisible hand of the market. I, I mean, the people who actually have designed this, they they started in 2006. Uh, they are communists. Uh, they they are the ones who started the sanctuary city thing in 2008, I think it was or 12 they started to say that you know what we need are caravans they carefully planned this this is a human wave theory and it is happening here in the united states everything else is a branch off of that you've got to get the people that are here behind the 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 crisis itself the ones who are causing the crisis you've got to charge them with anything because there's no violation of U.S. law by giving money to organizations like People Without Borders, you can, that's, that's perfectly legal. So it would be very hard to make a RICO 
uh, case that you could try um, against these uh, so-called cherries who are doing it. But you're right, they're doing it for a political reason. Yes. It's the same thing that happened in Europe with the flood of North Africans and Middle Eastern people. Yes. And the governments of Austria and Poland and the Czech Republic basically put up huge fences. Yes. And were backed up by military. And they were the... Nobody's coming in here. And they were called haters, and they're the only ones. They're the only countries that are not being destabilized now internally by all of those those uh, sure. uh, North African so immigrants. The federal government under President Trump has got to have the barrier, the wall, and the military. They, the military is already there. Now he's saying he's going to bring more down. But you have to get the asylum law changed. It has to be changed because they found a loophole in the illegal immigration system, whereby if you put one foot on U.S. soil, you're entitled to the whole Megillah of <laughs> applying for asylum, and they can't get to you for four years. How is Megillah not word of the day? How is Megillah not word of the word of the day? How do you get through that yeah, sentence? Is a, uh, Mythical tr- creature mm-hmm. uh, who has a goatee and kind of blonde hair and lives is, in Dallas. <laughs> I used to watch McGilla Gorilla. Is that the, any relation? Of course. <laughs> yeah, it's a mythical creature. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, but Bill, have you seen any reporting on these? Because I'm amazed. We see lots of reporting on Venezuela, right? That there's at least some that shows how bad it is there. I have yeah. not seen the equivalent reporting from Honduras or any of these countries that supposedly are having these huge problems that need new asylum requests. Is, uh, well, I mean, I don't know what you want. It's been going on down there since the uh, conquistadors. It's ugly, but it's not any more you ugly know, than it's I mean, been. Central America has been a... Um, a center of poverty forever because of the, the systems are corrupt. I mean, my local newspaper, Newsday, which is like um, reading the uh, uh, ravings of a five-year-old. All right, <laughs> so, oh, we have to we have to solve the problems in El Salvador, Guatemala, and uh, uh, yeah, okay, fine. You know, it's just if you go there, and I've been there. I covered the Salvadoran War in the eighties. I know what it is. All right. It's corrupt all across the board, and the poor people don't have anything. And if I lived in Honduras, I'd try to come to the United States, too. I have to be honest. I would try to come here with my family, too, because living down there is horrible. But what are you going to do? You can't change it from El Norte. Mm -hmm. We can't change it. All right. Um, Bill, how many books have I helped you sell? Many, many over the years back, right, and, so, and Killing the SS is still in the marketplace. So what's your... Uh, I know you like that book. I do. Uh, with the focus on Israel and the new election. So what you're um, saying is you owe me a favor. <laughs> well, Beck, you know, I'm, I, I, I accept. I'm I in accept. business to help you. I accept. Always. I accept. But I think I coming on your program every week is... Mm, not exactly yeah, charity. I mean, that, that's a pretty good deal, right? Right, right. right. <laughs> Here's the favor that I, I'm going to call yeah. in a chip. Okay, Uh, I want you to interview somebody um, and and I don't think this is a big favor to ask, because once you know the story, it's an unbelievable story. There is a guy. He's a liberal journalist. Okay, his name is Blake Harris. He uh, is he was known as writing one of the best books of the year, according to Publishers Weekly and everything else. He wrote Console Wars. He's a tech guy. He's a Silicon Valley guy. 
He starts writing this story about Oculus and this great American story about this 19-year-old kid living in a trailer, you know, finally figuring out VR and doing what nobody else could do. He sells Oculus to Facebook for $2 billion. He is working with Zuckerberg on Facebook until the election. The election happens. He says that he's going to vote for uh, Donald Trump. He gives a $10,000 donation anonymously to this this company that's going to put billboards around the country. Um, And all of a sudden, that anonymous donation is outed, and he is blamed for all of the memes. The worst memes that you see on the Internet are all coming from him. It's this Facebook uh, Oculus guy. And... Everyone reports that he's the worst human being in the world. Then Mark Zuckerberg, uh, it, the guy wants to, he wants to, uh, Lucky Palmer is his name. He wants to set the record straight. He says, I'm going to release this statement. Uh, Zuckerberg says, no, you're not. You're going to release this one, which says, I'm not voting for Donald Trump. I never liked Donald Trump. I'm going to vote for uh, Gary Johnson, which is not what he was going to do. He took it because he wanted to save his job. And he was like, everybody around him said, you can sue Zuck, but you're going to you're going to be tied up in courts forever. He made the wrong choice. Time goes on. He's fired from uh, Zuckerberg. He's he's I'm sorry. He's uh, he's uh, left to go and pursue other uh, adventures. Um, (laughs) The guy is destroyed. His life is absolutely destroyed. Blake Harris is given full access to him and to Zuckerberg and all of Facebook because Blake's writing this story about Oculus before the election. And then he sees all of this start to shake out. He goes in a fan of Zuckerberg and Facebook. He comes out saying, this is evil. What is happening is so wrong. They're crushing people. It's illegal what Zuckerberg is doing. He spends three and a half years writing this book. No one in the liberal media, they've all turned on him because he said, you know, this is what's going on. He his his journalist, liberal journalist friends have all said that's not the kind of uh, political injustice we care about. He's been called a Nazi, a MAGA supporter. He's none of those things. And I want to give you one quote. He wrote me in a personal email last night. Um, He said, uh, Uh, You know, his life had been destroyed. He said, then after a cup of coffee, the answer of why would I do this became overwhelmingly obvious because that's what journalism is. You follow the story where it takes you and you never, however tempting it may be, let it go the other way around. You follow leads. You examine evidence. You continue to dig deeper and deeper until you get to the truth, not for the praise you think you deserve, not to try to be everybody's best friend, but because however fast or partisan or cynical the world has gotten, the truth still matters. Uh, he wrote this book yesterday. It was three, uh, sorry, 33,336 on the bestseller list on Amazon. Uh, after the interview, it went to number six on Amazon. This story is one of the most compelling stories. This guy won't agree with you, Bill, but this guy is an honest guy who's trying to tell the truth. And courage is so rare. I would like you to highlight him and his book. All right. I mean, we'll definitely talk to him. Um, when did the book come out? Uh, it's already out. It's been out for a month. Nobody has talked about it at all. No, he can't get an interview of, with anybody. Nobody will put him on. 
Yeah, we did. We were the first one. Facebook will take Ben out on them. That's how powerful Facebook is. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. So yeah. I'll send yeah. you this. I'll send you his information. Please have him on, yeah, Bill. send me all his stuff. I'll okay. be happy to talk to him. Good. Thank you very much. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. By the way, the name of the book is The History of the Future. Let's make this book number one, please. Please go buy this I'm, book. I mean, Bill could probably do that. Yeah. You could get him to number six, and then Bill can get him to number I one. I got him from 33,000 <laughs> to number six in one show. It's just not good enough. The History of the Future by Blake Harris. Uh, hopefully, he will join us again tomorrow. He's got a lot more to say about what's going on at Facebook. Um, all right. Blinds.com is our sponsor. They're having uh, Black Friday savings through April 15th. Um, April 15th. Oh, that's... Charity Day. It's Charity Day. Mm. April 15th, kind of a Black Friday. Uh, the uh, Blinds.com sale is going on spring Black Friday sale. You can get it now until April 15th. 45% off everything, plus an extra 5% off with the promo code BECK. That's Blinds.com. Get 45% off of everything, plus an extra 5% off if you go to Blinds.com, promo code BECK. It's an amazing sale right now if you need... If you need your blinds, you need to replace them. Now is the time to do it. 45% off everything, plus an additional 5% if you use the promo code BECK. That's 45% off. That is a massive sale at blinds.com. That's blinds.com, promo code BECK. Carly Fiorina joins us in just a few minutes. Haven't talked to her in quite some time. I'm a big fan of hers. Love to get a, uh, her view of the world and uh, talk about what's happening in her life coming up in uh, just a second. Also, tonight on TV, very important show, the truth behind the corruption of Joe Biden. We are also in the finals of the Biden bracket. Oh, boy. What picture is the creepiest picture of Joe Biden? You can vote on the finals right now. It's uh, open for a couple more hours, Ooh. and then we'll reveal the winner on tonight's TV program, the Big yeah. Biden special. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's a close one. There's he's he's definitely got his hands in odd places on a couple of of youngsters, and I, I don't think I kind of wish it went a different direction, honestly. But these are very very creepy, photos. and it's close. The voting is close on the finals. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Today is a very big day uh, at the Blaze TV. Um, tonight, an important chalkboard on Joe Biden. Uh, there are some really, really good investigative journalists that have done their homework on Joe Biden and, and claim he is the most corrupt vice president in the history of the United States. Uh, I don't think Joe Biden would run if uh, it was really circulated on what he has been involved with with his family because i think his family might end up going to jail um and we're going to outline that tonight on tv and i urge you to join us at the blaze tv.com slash glenn uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that this hour a little bit more on the news of the day but a very important conversation and a personal conversation, uh, for me at least, with Carly Fiorina. How to unleash the power and your highest potential. Carly says she has an answer. We talk to her next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Greg from Hawaii wrote in this week. He said, Glenn, my left knee started swelling last year, uh, making climbing stairs and walking distances difficult. You know what would be good for that, Greg? 
uh, just soaking in like warm water, like especially like a whirlpool or, or like an ocean. You know, if you were just mm-hmm. in the ocean and just let that, you know, just kind of circulate around you. May not work for you, Greg, but I bet it would work for me. <laughs> he said, at the t- same time, my back, my hips and shoulders were aching. I figured it was, try worth, it was worth trying Relief Factor. Within three days, I was already seeing the difference. Relief Factor is helping with almost all my aches and pains. I tell you what, Greg, you come over here and take Relief Factor, and I'll give you all the Relief Factor, and then you let me borrow your house, and I'll take the warm uh, baths or swims. You know, in the uh, oh, it's so generous of you, You're, right? I mean, you just care about people. You can just right? tell. You just tell. I so wish I had a relative in Hawaii so I could just say, "Hey, we're coming to visit you." Yeah, a, a friend of mine has a business in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and like he has to go visit that business a couple times a year. Uh, I mean, just what he has to do to help the business. I'm willing to become a drug dealer if, that, if that's my business. Yeah, right. I'm a drug dealer, and I, <laughs> I I hate it. I hate it, but it's in Hawaii. It's in so Hawaii. Have, so what are you going to anyway, do? Anyway, uh, three week quick start with Relief Factor. Only 19.99. If you're in pain, you have only your pain to lose. Try it now. Three week quick start. Relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Carly Fiorina, former chairman and CEO of Hewlett Packard and blah, 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 presidential uh, candidate and uh, uh, vice presidential candidate and good friend and really good person who uh, uh, I, I got to know fairly well. And I just admire her so much. She is she has written a new book that is not about politics. And I think it's far more important. Welcome to the program, Carly Fiorina. Thank you. Good morning, Glenn. So good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you. So, Carly, it's so strange that you write this book because my father died a few years ago, and my father uh, really shaped my life and and shaped my thinking in so many ways. And for reasons not worth getting into now, um, I lost a lot of that after he died. And uh, I've been trying to figure things out. I went to Tony Robbins. I spent some time with Tony Robbins and and uh and and that has helped get my my mojo back in many ways and trying to uh, you know um take control of my of my own power and my own mind and 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 work to my potential it's a hard thing to do if you don't know a few basic secrets to grab on to your own potential and to realize that you have um, a, 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 a lot of power in you as an individual. Well, that's um, exactly why I wrote this book, which is called Find Your Way. And I wrote it now because, honestly, I think so many people feel the way you felt after your dad died. So many people feel kind of helpless and powerless and hopeless and They look at institutions that they thought were supposed to be solving problems and making things better. They're disappointed by so many people who call themselves leaders because they have positions and titles. And yet, what I've learned from my own life, but more importantly, from the lives of so many people I've met in so many different places along the way, here are some fundamental things that are true. All of us have more potential than we realize, Mm -hmm. period. Number two, people closest to the problem know best how to solve it, Mm. always. 
whether they're given the opportunity to do so, or they think it's their job to do so, or they have the resources to do so. If there's a problem that impacts each of us, we actually know what would make it better. And number three, leadership fundamentally, the purpose of leadership, is not position or title or wealth or fame. It's to solve problems and change the order of things for the better. And leaders are made. In the end, leadership is a choice. And so what I talk about in this book is what does it take to lead? Some fundamental things that are really hard to learn, but they are within each of our capacity to learn. Things like courage. We're all afraid. How do you get over your fears? Character. We're all tempted to do the easy thing instead of the right thing. We're all tempted to let the ends justify any means, even if we know they're wrong. And by the way, we see that going on around us all the time. Things like humility mm. and empathy. Did we lose Carly? Did we lose her? Because I don't hear her. Yeah. My headphones. Yes, we lost oh. her. Let's lost see if her. we can. Oh, that's too bad. You know, it's, it's amazing. Courage, character, humility, empathy. These are, these are the things that would cure us. If we had empathy for people, if we could hear a Trump supporter and not see a, uh, a red hat and, you know, he's obviously a racist and we had empathy and we said, what, what, what makes you wear that red hat? You might find, because I think he has the best policies, blah, blah, blah. But you also might find, because I am concerned about my job. I'm concerned about... I'm concerned about the loss of the constitutional principles that are happening. I'm concerned that nobody in Washington was trustworthy. You, you'd find out all kinds of things that are actually you're able to, uh, you know, work on and, and understand. Instead, we just make cartoon characters out of each other because we don't have empathy. And we certainly don't have we don't have humility. How many how many leaders do you know right now on television? The people who are our so-called betters, uh, are humble enough to go, wow, I got that one wrong. I really got that one wrong. Doesn't that make you a more interesting personality, too? Oh, yeah. I, I find the people I'm, you know, Blake Harris, we've been talking about him a lot this week. Mm -hmm. I find people like that to be the most interesting types of people in media right. because right. they're they're willing to admit they made a mistake. They're willing, right. or, or in, in, in Blake's case, they're just willing to have their mind changed. Yeah. That, and that comes from courage and character and humility and empathy. Carly is back on. I'm sorry, Carly. I don't know how we dropped you, but she just dropped again. Oh my gosh! Third time is a uh, third time is a charm. This is you know what this is. She's tricking us. You know what this is? Russia. Yes. In collusion with Trump. That's what Russia this is. and Trump working Russia together, Trump working together to stop this interview. Right. Exactly right. I think anything that's exactly. bad. I'm pretty sure in anything today's bad. society, anything bad that happens, you can blame on collusion yeah. between Russia and Trump. It's exactly. a very easy. It's a very e they'll, and they'll go for it. It's so. kind of like a catch-all. It's like yes. it's like what used to be global warming. Yeah. Now they can Poor do test scores. <laughs> Donald Trump and Russia colluding. That's what it is. Uh, phones dropping. That's what it is. Carly Fiorina, are you there? I'm back. I'm sorry. Okay, that's okay. You, but you couldn't hear me apparently. Uh, yeah, no. I'm so sorry. Okay, so no so problem. Carly, you were at courage, uh, uh, character, humility, empathy—the things that you say, uh, you know, are really important. Yes, and seeing possibilities in even tough circumstances, but particularly seeing possibilities in other people. These have always been the core of leadership. 
by the way. But we're mixed up about it because we think it's position and title. And we're also mixed up about it because our culture, let's face it, lifts up everything but these things. You know, we lift up outrage, conflict, controversy, fame. You know, we lift up all these things. And so people start to wonder, do these fundamentals still matter? And yes, they do, particularly if somebody wants to change the order of things for the better in their own life, in their own place of work, in their own sphere of influence, and solve the problems in front of them. And that we can all do if we learn or relearn some basic disciplines. And I have some very practical how-to tips of, you know, how to get more brave. (laughs) We're all afraid of things. How do you practice getting brave? So that is that's something I just had dinner with somebody last night who we had that very conversation about courage. And it is, I mean, it was interesting. You said courage, character, humility. I'm not sure which one comes first. I mean, I think character is the product of, of embodiment of all these other things. But does, does courage uh, uh, come before humility? I mean, what, what, how, do, you, how, do, we, how do we shape courage? How do we grow it? It's a, it's a package deal. And of course, one of the things, one of the reasons I say this is countercultural right now is first, let's acknowledge everyone's afraid of something. I do a lot of work with wounded warriors. And you would think these are people who can't be afraid of anything given what, they're, mm. what they've gone through, but they are. They're afraid of being pitied. What are we all afraid of? I mean, there are existential fears. I'm afraid I'm going to die. I'm afraid my buddy's going to die. I'm, gonna afraid, I'm afraid someone I love is going to die. But the truth is, most of us are paralyzed by the more superficial fear. I won't fit in. I'll make a mistake. I'll get criticized. I'll look foolish. I'll fall on my face. Those fears hold us back. And in this culture today, my gosh, everybody wants to fit in. No one wants to be criticized because criticism is so brutal out there. Or, you know, we curate our Instagram photos so our life looks perfect for people. And so in order to actually change things, you have to be willing to get brave and say, okay, I might make a mistake. I do have to take a risk. People will criticize me. It's the price of changing things for the better. But nevertheless, I'm going to move on. I want to play something. Uh, This is an Instagram star. Yesterday, this video came out yesterday afternoon. I want to play just a little bit of this. Sarah, can you roll the Instagram star star that is that is um, receiving, um, you know, shutdown notices on some of her platforms? Hey, guys. So, like, I'm in the middle of editing. And my Instagram account got deleted. And I'm trying to get it back. I'm calling everybody I can. And I don't know why it's not working out for me. I'm in LA because of this. I'm in LA because I want to be on Instagram. And I'm randomly just recording this to put this in the video. I I am nothing without my following. Mm. I am nothing without my following. Stop. Stop. Carly. This is one of the saddest things I've ever heard. Yes. I'm nothing without my following. Yes. And, and this is what our culture is lifting up right now. You know, I w- wrote this book for everyone who's feeling helpless and hopeless and powerless, and especially in many ways for young people who have enormous pressure to fit 
in. And (laughs) that is not our purpose in life. I mean, it's wonderful to have friends. It's wonderful to receive accolades. But I think there's a reason that the Bible talks more about courage than almost anything else. Because all change for the better requires courage, bravery. (laughs) You know, one of the practical tips I put in here is write down what you're afraid of. Write it down. You know, my first business meeting ever, I started out as a secretary, as you know, Glenn. But when I finally went off and got my MBA and I landed in a big corporation and I was at this entry-level job, my first meeting I was informed that my first meeting to meet a customer was going to be held in a strip club because that's what men did. And because they didn't really much care for me being around. I was terrified, terrified. I sat for hours by myself trying to figure out, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And finally, I had to write it down. What am I afraid of? And what I wrote down was, I'm afraid of looking like an idiot. By the way, I did. I'm afraid of being in a circumstance that I've never been in before. And then I said, okay, what's the worst thing that happens here? I look like an idiot. But actually, there's something worse, which is I get scared off and I can't do my job. One of the things that we all need to do is stop and pause and reflect. Bravery, anyone will tell you. Courage isn't the absence of fear. It's moving mm-hmm. past fear. Mm-hmm. And we are so afraid of not fitting in. But when we all fit in, guess what happens? Nothing gets better. It just all stays the same. Carly Fiorina, the name of the book is uh, Find Your Way. Back in just one minute with more from Carly. Uh, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It is LifeLock. The IRS is warning about scam email that is coming out now with uh, an attachment labeled tax account transcript or something like that. Anything that has a variation of tax transcript, don't open it. Don't open it because it's uh, it's malware. Really, I, I got to something. Just click on this uh, link, and all you get no, you have mm-hmm. to pay zero taxes. And I totally clicked on it right away. <laughs> really? It was great. You're yeah. fine. Yeah, You're lots fine. of new ads yeah. popping up on my screen though. Right, LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the dark web. And if there is a, a problem, a U.S. Best restoration specialist was going to work to fix it for you. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is identity theft protection for tax season and beyond. So join now, get 10% off your first year by using the promo code BECK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK or head over to lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK for 10% off. Back to Carly Fiorina in 10 seconds. Carly, in your book, will you explain this? You, You talk about choosing a path over a plan. Yes. You know, when I was a young person, I got out of college. I had a plan, you know, I was going to go to law school and then I hated it and that plan blew up. And so I had no plan. What I've learned over and over and over again is people get stuck on a destination. A destin- they have a plan. I'm going to be at this level by this time. I'm going to have this many kids by this time. I'm going to be married by this time. I'm going to have this many people in my following by this time. I'm going to make this much money by this date. We get fixated on a destination. And what happens is people don't see all the other things that are going on around them when they get so myopically focused on 
a destination. They miss opportunities. They missed opportunities to get better, to be better, to feel better, to do better. But the other thing that happens is when you get fixated on a destination, so often it doesn't work out the way you intend. How many (laughs) times have we seen examples of people who did everything they could to reach the CEO suite? And by the time they got there, they were so corroded that they couldn't sustain that position. Or how many times have we seen people who get to their dream and then they say, is this all there is? Mm -hmm. This isn't what I thought. Or there are some people who never get there at all. And then they find that devastating. People are surprised to learn, but it's the absolute truth. I did not have a plan to be a CEO, but I was on a path to solve problems and collaborate with other people and try and change the order of things for the better. I didn't have a plan to run for president, but I saw an opportunity to make a positive contribution, win, lose, or draw. You and I have had many conversations, Glenn, and you know it's true. You, you'll, you've said things to me in the past like, where do you want to be in five years? And I say, it's not how I live my life. But I see people get fixated on the plan, and they mm-hmm. miss so much of their own potential and so much of life in the process. Okay, so, so tell me the difference between a path and a goal or a plan and a goal. Tell me. Yeah. So um, my goals, someone asked me, what are your goals? My goals are to make a positive contribution every day. My goals are to live a life that I would consider successful, which means a life with love and moments of grace and positive contribution every day. Those are goals. That's a very different thing than saying my goal is to achieve 2 million Instagram followers. And if I lose them, I am nothing. A path is to say I will act each day to the very best of my ability. And sometimes I don't do it as well as other days. None of us are perfect, me especially. But I will act each day with courage, with character. I will be humble enough to know that I need others. I will be empathetic enough to see what others bring to the situation. I will see possibilities in other people always. So how do I agree with them a hundred percent or not? So how do you, how do you run a company without goals? Oh, you have to have goals. There's nothing wrong with goals. Goals are different than, okay, I have this plan, this destination in mind, and I will sacrifice everything to achieve that plan. Of course you have goals. Of course you have goals. You have things that you want to achieve. But for example, I've found that you achieve far more goals in life if you will focus on how can other people help me achieve those goals? Mm -hmm. What can they contribute to those goals? Instead of saying, I have to, for example, walk all over everyone else so that I get to the goal before everyone else. Mm -hmm. You know, the other thing we do is we lift up winning. Uh, you've ta- you and I have talked about this. Yes. Um, George Washington said the trouble with political parties, they'll come to care only about winning. We lift up the winners. We push down the losers. Win-lose, win-lose. Right. The truth is that the dynamic of win-lose is not the same as the dynamic of problem solving okay. or contribution. That dynamic is win-win. All right. The name of the book is Find Your Way, Unleash Your Power and Highest Potential. It's Carly Fiorina. We fix ourselves. We fix our country. Find some true principles here. 
Find Your Way. Available in bookstores everywhere. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Goldline has just released their 2019 version of the Legal Tender Bar, and I have one right here. It is it's fantastic. These are individual, 10 individual, one-tenth of an ounce pure gold bullion. It's a legal tender bar because it's, it's made by the Canadian Mint. It comes in a new credit card size barter case. It just slides open and you can get the access to these. And it's made for your purse or your wallet, your backpack. It makes sure that you have gold, gold if you need it, if there's some sort of a crisis. Security for you and your family does not just happen. You have to take action. And when the world starts becoming more sane, I'll stop telling you to buy gold. Uh, but uh, the world's not going in that direction. It's becoming more and more dangerous and more and more crazy with its spending and its money and its currencies. Please protect yourself with gold. Protect your family. The only gold company I trust is Goldline. Read their important risk information and find out if buying gold or silver is for you. They're operators who I love these guys. They're waiting for you. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. Tell them Glenn sent you. They're really going to treat you right. 866-GOLDLINE. We're in the final stretch. Your last opportunity to vote on the creepiest photo of Joe Biden. Go to BidenBracket.com. Save the world. (laughs) Save our children. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Glenn, you've been saying that you think it's possible that Joe Biden will not run for president uh, because of what's going on. uh, I think it's possible that he looks at the amount of money he and his family has made in what I believe is through corrupt means uh, and uh, does not want anybody to go to jail. Because this is sort of the the Paul Manafort approach, Mm -hmm. right? Like if Paul Manafort lives out his life and never joins the Trump campaign, he He, gets away with all the stuff he did. By the way, had no no ties at all. His problems had nothing to do with the Trump campaign. But... Because he became a target because of his association with Trump, then they found out all of this stuff with about Ukraine mm-hmm. and all of his dealings, and that's why he's in prison. We exposed Paul Manafort before he was with the Trump campaign. We said, yeah. look at the trouble this guy is. There's something really wrong here. Uh, look what he's doing. We knew this before he d- was with Donald Trump, but nobody cared. Yeah. And as we did with, with Podesta as well, who had to close down his business. Mm-hmm. And, and, and look so at what he far, did. that's it. And, and look what he did. Mm. Instead of staying in the game, he got out. He put he cashed his yep. chips out and he got out. You haven't heard from Tony Podesta in a while, have oh, you? Oh, gosh. Running for the hills. Yeah, running for the hills. He was smart. He, there's something wrong. I don't know what it is. He cashes in before anything and he runs for the hills. He's like, I'm just going to take this money that I've, that I've made. I'm out of politics. I don't want to go to jail. I don't want any trouble. I just, I played it for every day that it was worth. Um, and, you know, they're saying now an Obama official, well, an Obama a lawyer uh, is expected to be indicted in the, in, in the coming days um, over his, uh, over what really what happened out of the Mueller report. I mean, it really stems from the Mueller report and his dealings. Uh, and we can get into that in more detail, uh, you know, especially if it actually winds up happening. But he expects it to happen, the lawyer himself. So it's one of those things that if you are if you're involved in shady behavior, a bad idea is to elevate your profile. Right. Like it's not a it's just not a, not the direction you want to go. Now, 
Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. It's pretty much a high, basically the second highest profile you can have in this country. But he wants number one. And I think, you know, people will overlook things when you're in power, as we all know. But when you're running and you have not only Donald Trump and, and his now, you know, when he first ran in 2016, it was a skeleton campaign. That's not the case now. He's got lots of money. He's got lots of officials. He's got he's got a ground game all over the place. This is a professional campaign. You not only have that as your opposition if you win the primary, but you got to deal with right now 18 other Democrats digging for dirt on you. And do you put yourself and your family in the middle of a campaign where every bad thing that you've ever done and every bad thing that you've ever considered is likely to come out, not because people care about corruption among Democrats, especially the media or Democrats, but because they all want the same power. Other Democrats want to win, so they're going to use whatever they can against against Biden until he gets the nomination. Then they'll forget all about the corruption. I think Biden thinks that he would get away with it. The only reason why he will run with this, what we're going to expose tonight and tie together. There's some really, really good journalists that have worked hard on this uh, for a couple of years. Um, and one of them, uh, Peter Schweitzer, longer than that. I mean, five years he's been working on this. Uh, and what we're the story we're going to tell you tonight with with all of I'm going to be able to break this down. We have all of the evidence uh, that you need when you see this. The only reason why Biden would run and risk his family and jail time is because he's betting that there are too many other people doing exactly the same thing in Washington and you don't want to upset the apple cart because if you take me down, I'm taking you down, too. <laughs> Mutually assured destruction. Correct. And I think that is the that is a good possibility because I think I think Washington is so dirty and so corrupt. I think the Clintons worked out how to make money from the system. You know, they were the first ones that were really going in and they were milking the system and then they started their own charity. Well, Joe Biden wanted a little bit of that, and so he started his own system. And you will see he's put our national security and our national reputation at stake for his money. Uh, it's it's shocking stuff. Join us tonight at 5 o'clock on the blazetv.com slash Beck. blazetv.com slash Beck. Use the promo code Beck when you sign up. You'll save ten uh, $10. Now, listen, if you, if, you, if you don't want the service, just do the trial. For a week, just do the trial, but watch this episode, please. Um, and I think that he may be so arrogant that he thinks he can get away with it, and he may be right. He may be right. Certainly would not surprise me. Um, but what do you think the over under is for total candidates in this race? Because They're at eighteen now, right? Eighteen now, and that does not include Robert Ojeda, who has already dropped out. Which is interesting. He dropped out in January of 2019, which, I mean, really, did you have a real plan if you're dropping out in January of no, 2019? You, I mean, that's before most of these people even started running. But, okay, well, I mean, he did run, so you'd say 19 have run, 18 active candidates. What does that active candidate number get to? You think over under 21 and a half? I... I think we're at 20. I think we could be at 21, 22. So I, I'll say 22. So you said my, my line was almost perfect. Yeah, yeah. I do. My over under. Uh, okay, because let me. these are people who are reportedly on the fence of getting in. Joe Biden, 
we do expect him to get in. He's going to get in. But Biden is is an interesting one to count here because Biden, if he does not get in, Bloomberg says he's getting in. Now, Bloomberg always says he's getting in, but he's saying basically, if, you, if Biden doesn't run, I'm jumping in because you, they need to have somebody who's moderate. Oh, my Michael gosh, Bloomberg Michael is Bloomberg. moderate. Oh, my gosh. Then you have Steve Bullock, who is who's expected he? to get in. He's the governor of Montana. He's not. He's, it's enough. He might get in, but that's ridiculous. You don't think uh, he's going to he's going to go for it? Uh, no. Yeah, he is the governor of Montana. Um, uh, I'm, 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 I, there's so many of these candidates. I'm getting confused. Now, Howard Schultz may get in, but he's not going to get in as a Democrat, most likely. Um, Michael Bennett. You think Michael Bennett is going to get into the race here, Glenn? And what, Michael, what? Michael Bennett oh is... Oh, my gosh. Quick. Quick. My, I mean, oh don't, my, you know, don't stall I, I don't, like you're looking I him up on Google. Want to, I do Michael not, Bennett. He's a senator, Glenn. Yes, from... Uh, uh, well, first of all, he's born in India. All right. Okay, okay, but where is he senator Colorado. from? Colorado. Colorado. Why don't okay. you... You're right, acting okay. as if you don't. I can't imagine right, that that's all true. Right, all right, but both Bullock and Bennett are both highly uh, rumored to mm-hmm. be entering the race at some point. Mm-hmm. Terry McAuliffe. Now he was a former governor of Virginia and a big time Clinton person, and just today there were rumors that he is going to uh, to get in. Um, I'd like to change my number to twenty five. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So you're already if you believe those four, you're already at twenty two. Uh, Seth Moulton. Now, Seth Moulton is a great guy in the community. Uh, works He's, well he from? with others. Uh, What's he do well, for a Let living? me just give his profile real quick. Good hair. Um, uh, right. Nice man right. in many circumstances. And he's from Massachusetts, of course, a representative. <laughs> it's almost from Massachusetts. Like you're stalling because Google is a little slow when you actually have to type the name in. <laughs> Whenever you have to do anything on Google in, in, in a short period of time, it's always slow. Right. Okay. So let's, and again, he's another one rumored to come in. There's a certain brand of candidate running for president of the United States that's not actually running for president of the United States. There's one tier that is running for vice president. And there's a tier like Seth Moulton and Eric Swalwell. These are people who are just running for attention. They want to raise their profile. They want you to know their name. They want you to not have to Google them every time you hear their name, right? They want to be the person who's the go-to guest on Rachel Maddow when there's a new accusation of Russian collusion. (laughs) They want to go to Eric Swalwell. Swalwell is running kind of a one-issue campaign on uh, gun control. So he's he's part of the guy from uh, Iowa. Oh, Eric? Are you talking about Eric Swalwell? Yeah. Now, Eric Swalwell is a great... He's a... I mean, this guy is amazing. Congressman uh, from, he's a congressman. From Iowa. Uh, now, now, they serve in... Well, they serve in Washington, Glenn. Yes. Uh, but he's from California. The oh, 15th from district, California. obviously. Who's the one um, from uh, Iowa? Oh, from Iowa. Wow. Iowa is a great, great state. <laughs> right. Uh, the great state of Iowa is what they call because it. Because he's running on guns and, uh, and, and things like that, too. Just Iowa. got in. Just got in. Just this week. Tim Ryan from Ohio. Is that might be nope, who you're thinking of? Nope, no. Nope. Uh, got in. Don't think week. it was Ohio. Maybe it was. One of those states with an O. <laughs> okay, there we go. We can narrow it down then. Yeah, with an I and an O. So let me tell you again where we are 18 yeah. plus Steve Bullock 19, Biden mm. 20, Bennett 21, mm. Moulton 22, McAuliffe 23. Now, Mike Gravel. He's 87 years old. I don't think he's going to be running. He's being drafted by people? No. Because he, you know what he wants to do? Seriously, Glenn? His pitch, the difference between him and the other candidates, direct democracy. He's actually legitimately pushing for a de- more direct democracy in our system. Good heavens. Um, so what you got is... that. But he might jump in because of that issue, right? Like, just to talk about what one spe- specific issue. 
now, Lester L. Wolf, we don't expect yet to jump in. That's the guy we're pulling for. We're pulling for him. He's, he's 100 years old. He's the oldest Democrat that has served that is still alive yes. today. And, and he's he, not a nobody. I mean, if you're if Joe Biden's your front runner, you might bring Mike Gravel into the race at 87. Why not just go for Lester L. Wolf at 100 years old? Right. And I think Lester is still doing, he's like doing a podcast. Yeah, he's still rocking it. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I think Lester's a good candidate, so he probably won't run. Uh, Stacey Abrams. And now he's been rumored as Joe Biden's potential VP pick. I don't know what what the fascination is with people who lost relatively close races. Are, are when the Democrats are like, oh, if we can find someone who lost close, this is awesome. It's like, and it's funny too because here's a here's a really good year for the Democrats in 2018 in in the election, and they have two people or three people really who ran as kind of socialist leaning real hard left candidates in races they theoretically could have won now beto was a tough lift and i and i will say that that was a that was a hard one um and they did not win that race obviously um stacy abrams if they ran someone who was not a socialist they had a really good chance of winning that race it was mm-hmm. relatively close anyway the other one you put in there is andrew gillum from florida who I wouldn't be surprised gets into a conversation for VP or something too. And these are all candidates. They, they keep forgetting who lost. They yeah, ran think, leftists and lost. Is there lost. a possibility that they think that they're going to get the uh, electoral college enough of the way to be able to have one of these crazies that won't be voted for in, in some of the states, but they have enough of the electoral college yeah. that's on board that... You know, they can because if you can get a lot of socialists in the big cities to vote and you have all those states saying, I'm not I'm not part of the Electoral College, you you actually could throw this election. Yeah, the way that works basically is the Constitution allows states to decide how they uh, give out their Electoral College votes any way they want. So the theory behind this movement, and it is a pretty big movement, they're about two thirds of the way there on this, is to get enough states to agree uh, to to go to 200 and get above 270 electoral votes to agree to this idea, which is instead of dividing up the state, uh, the electoral votes as their state votes, you uh, assign them to the popular vote. So whoever wins the popular vote, all the electoral votes in that state go to that candidate. So that would, in effect, automatically make us have a system with a national popular vote. And it is mm-hmm. theoretically allowed in the Constitution, though there would be lots of mm-hmm. uh, squabbling about that. About two thirds of the states needed have done it. Um, and there's more blue states available uh, to go for. It, you'd have to get some red states involved. But again, this is something that Donald Trump has has said he likes. He'd rather have it be a national popular vote. So if no. he if he were to come out and no. support it, 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 it very well could happen. Um, but I think it, that would need to occur for, for this to happen. All um, right. Uh, quickly, though, uh, then we'd have um, Bill de Blasio is another one who looks like he may very well jump into this race. So that would give you 18, 19, 20. 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, if all of those get in, that we thought were, were leaning yes. Imagine. 26 candidates. If all of them just have a one-minute opening statement at a debate, you're 26 minutes in. <laughs> Plus the turnout. I mean, you're probably well past a half hour. I mean, they'll all go over, how are and you then they'll all, we'll have a break in between each one. You're going to have to break that into not like the you know the Republicans did two tiers of debates last time. You might have to break this into three tiers of debates. I love that. That'll be fun. I love that. Anytime you're talking about Democratic presidential uh, nominees and and you use the word tears, <laughs> I love. Just <laughs> All right. I want to talk to you a little bit about X-Chair. 
For those of us who spend more time at our desk than in our bed, a well-designed chair, an ergonomic chair, makes a huge difference. No more you know, sore backs or sore necks, just more focus, more productivity. My gosh, I sound like a Chinese warlord, don't I? <laughs> just sit in chair and, and, and more productivity, m- more focus. Actually, this chair is so comfortable, it allows you to do that. You don't have to get up. I, sometimes, you know, you'll have to get up all the time, and you're like, i got to stretch my back. Uh, this chair is more like an, a recliner. It really is than a typical office, office chair. It is that comfortable. It has all of the right support. It is adjustable in so many different ways. I really, honestly, I don't know what all of the things do on this chair. Yeah, no. I mean... We I could. Read, they, we don't they, read manuals. Right. I was say, you could read the manual, but I'm a guy. I'm not reading that. My wife, if I get one of these for the house, my wife would read the manual. And she's like, do you know it does this too? And you're like, holy cow, I had no idea. Yeah, read the manual. It okay. Does your taxes? Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hmm. X, X basic model is now $100 off or as low as $28 a month with 0% financing. Order yours today and also get a free footrest if you go to xchairbeck.com. That's the letter xchairbeck.com or call 1-844-4X-Chair, 1-844-4X-Chair or xchair.com. I'm sorry, xchairbeck.com. All right, tonight, uh, 5 o'clock, we are going to do something. I mean, if you think Media Matters is mad at me for... Uh, saying the truth about what's behind the caravan uh, this week. I can't believe their defense. They're just, their defense is, oh, he's an anti-Semite. He said George Soros. Oh, my gosh. George Soros is the least important part of that story. And so far, uh, I'm not hearing anybody say that we were wrong. Oh, why? Because a lot of it came from the AP. (laughs) They're bragging about it. But tonight, all buttoned up. We have 56 different magnets for the chalkboard today. It's going to be hard to get through this, but I think I've found a way to break this story down to show you just how corrupt Joe Biden really is. The most corrupt vice president in American history. Tonight, 5 o'clock, blazetv.com slash Glenn. You're listening to Glenn Beck.